this is Hanifa Waleda. And this is Red Summer. And we're your gay aunties. And guess what, y'all? Guess what? This is Money. And this is Nikita from Queer Walk, Walk the so excited um, to have Nikita and um, Money um, here. We've been talking about this for a minute, y'all, um, to yeah, kind of yeah. come together um, and kind of, I guess, have a cross-generational take on shit. And we were just saying how we were fanning out on each other. And isn't it a blessing oh that God. we can fan out on each other, that there's yeah. enough of us? <laughs> Oh my yes. God, yes. Yeah, right. Yes. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, mm. I feel like when I first saw, I think it was on Instagram when I first saw like the, the art for y'all podcast, mm. I was like, Nikita! I mean, we're like, first of all, we're who are these baddies? Yeah, first of all. Yeah. Baddies? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're not going to oh, play with y'all. Y'all really know not. y'all fine. <laughs> long time. You know, I have that question. What's a baddie? I'm guessing. Okay. Oh. At first, I, I thought it was a turnover, like all oh, these old biddies. I was like, no, they don't mean that. They don't mean they ain't trying to come out like that. Daddy. This is why cross generational conversations are, are important. important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, a baddie is like someone who's just like fine, fine on their shit and just dig shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys were actually one of the um, first pop when I was first like doing research, like, okay, I want to really do this. You know, just trying to see, you know, who else is out there. Like, you guys are one of the, the one of the queer podcasts that one says, hello, we're queer. Not mm-hmm. just by mm-hmm. default. I mean, that's fine. Right. Too. You know, I ain't trying to, no shade, none of that. But the, right. um, mm-hmm. but I just really appreciated how it was like, we are just this, queer, what? women of color. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no ambiguity here. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's like, what's your podcast about? (laughs) And I think we had the same attitude. I was like, you gay aunties, it says what the fuck it is. There's no mystery. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So Mm y'all said y'all had questions. I'm curious to what those questions are. Oh my gosh. Can we ask like all the things? (laughs) I think we have time for some of the things. Okay. (laughs) Well, you want to start? What was our first question? So... You know, we're kind of nerds over here. Money more so than I. I'm, I'm, yeah. But just can uh, can we hear y'all's origin stories? Where y'all come from? <laughs> How y'all know y'all was gay? How y'all know y'all aunties? Well, I'm from Chicago. And um, I was pretty much raised in the Nation of Islam. Um, and so I didn't know what queer was or what a lesbian was or like um, I met a girl in high school who said she was bi and I thought that was absolutely amazing but the people around me didn't think it was as amazing as I did so I didn't really get to ask her a lot of questions (laughs) but in college um, I got married like really really early like as a teenager and one day my my husband mentioned to me that all of my friends didn't hang around any of the guys on campus. 
like I didn't have a, a framework to put that in you know, mm-hmm. I know with that. but I just knew like in between classes we all hung out at this one house and it was all girls and then one day I was just like that's not your roommate is it <laughs> and they were like oh baby we didn't know how to tell you <laughs> So, um, that was my first like time ever like hearing the word lesbian or, or mm-hmm. understanding what that was. Um, yeah. I didn't date a woman until years later, and then I was like, "Oh my god! Like, why didn't somebody tell me I was gay?" Like, all the time I've been struggling with all of these issues, and somebody could have just told me a long time ago. It was years later I met a woman. And I, you know, I knew that she was a lesbian, but I didn't know that that meant anything to me until I started noticing how much time she and I were spending together. <laughs> and and by that time, I was I was old enough to to kind of say, well, like, okay, well, if this is gonna be a thing, then I'm just gonna let it be a thing. Right? <laughs> I don't have anybody that I need to prove anything to. Like, I've I've done all the the stuff all my parents and you know everybody said I was supposed to do like this is my time to live my yeah. life according to the way I want to live it and that was that mm-hmm. was my story <laughs> so you want our coming out stories just no just, 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 just <laughs> give a little yeah. give a little bit of the cvd cv too girl let me just like say it <laughs> Cause seeing red on between women, I was like, like, we used to watch between women on your couch, (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah, that show was fun. That's so interesting that that was your introduction to red. Yeah. Yeah. What was yours, honey? Oh, wait. What was your story? How did you Um, know? Um, okay, um, Cliff Notes, um, as far as my coming out story, I came out kind of late because I too, like, read, I was raised um, Muslim, so I had to deal with the whole um, um, faith thing. But luckily, <clears throat> excuse me, luckily, like, uh, fairly soon after high school, I kind of got signed, so I got to be able to travel um, really early and just kind of get out of my immediate surroundings. And mind you, I was also in hip-hop really, really early, so that's one yeah. reason why I kind of stayed in the closet for as long as I did. But when I was able to escape the situation in my label, um, I actually made a really conscious decision not to seek another um, record deal because I knew I had to come out. Like it was like banging down the motherfucking door. I I literally didn't even see myself. If you look, if you ever like, if you just Google um, Shaki is, was my MC name back in the days. If you Google Shaki album cover, you like that bitch didn't know she was gay. <laughs> no, I did know, but I didn't realize I looked as gay as I did. So yeah. I thought I was coasting. <laughs> you know, but um, all that being said, so making that conscious decision not to remain in the industry as I was, that was the the catapult that I needed to kind of just jump the hell out of the um, closet, and you know I didn't look back ever since, you know. Um, but you know I never take you know coming out le- lightly because it's not a light thing, and I think you come out a 
it wasn't like one big announcement. Yep. You know what right. I mean? You know, like friends first. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Then my mother and my father, yeah. not for like you, because he was really the Muslim, you know, person mm, in, the house, yeah. in the house, in the house, mm. in the house, in the family. So it was, you know, my mom and then him like years later. You yeah, know what I mean? Me. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like you got to tell everybody at the same time. You tell people as you have the courage to do so. Right. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. so beautifully put. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's not right to out people. I, right. Exactly. It's really right. dangerous. It's not safe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I know when mm. like even I always like I won't. It's a long story. So I won't so much say here. But when I tell the story of me coming out to my father, I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned in um, in coming out to him was that I wasn't coming out to him for his sake or even my sake. Um, I was more so coming out to him to assure myself that I am who I say I am. Like, in other words, being mm. being an example of whatever this gay thing is, because I always mm. we always like to put in our imaginations or whatever our parents right. Yeah, right. told us yeah. what gay is. Exactly. You know, and it's always mm. obviously always negative. But mm. if I'm saying that being gay is something positive, what exactly? How do I embody that that positivity? Mm. Mm -hmm. So I needed to I needed to show myself that I can be at a certain level of ease with myself to show him that if I'm going to come out to you, the first thing you're going to see is what the fuck I'm giving. And yeah. it can't be loud. It can't be crazy like I did with my poor mom. You know, it can't be, you know, talking outside of my ass and, you know, and you can't tell me, you know, I can't like, I'm just trying to, you know, right, beat my chest right. because mm -hmm. I feel that I'm right. It's like, no, I'm trying to actually say that I'm more than right. I'm at peace. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Say, say back to that. Yeah. You see somebody at peace. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How can you deny them if you see mm -hmm. them at peace? Whatever mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. issue or not issue, but whatever their thing is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. As we say on that's, Queer Walk, that's the black, black ass, ass bottom line. <laughs> 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 Love it. It's about to me like how similar, how similar like my experience was to what y'all just described. Like generations later, I think I think that's that's what always mm. like strikes me with like meeting, um, like queer women who are older than me. It's just like we still experience the mm -hmm. same yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like not much has changed. Yeah. Some like, things have changed though. You, you guys do have it a little bit. I'm mean, just as I realized that we had it a lot easier than say women who are what maybe yeah. 60, 70, mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. now, you know what I mean? Like you guys definitely not to say you had it like you were coasting, but I feel like, you know, we, we you know, we knocked down a few doors that you don't got to think about them shits no more. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> that's, funny that's what, um, we, that's what we wanted to ask is kind of like the, um, I don't know the work that y'all put in, you kind of get to see the mm. results of it because yeah. there's like another generation of like baby dykes <laughs> under y'all. So like what, <laughs> what, what are those things? Like what are the freedoms and like the, I don't know, the, the eases that you see with younger lesbians that, I don't know, that excites you? Yeah. That you're like, wow, like we didn't have Yeah, it. I think the first one for me is um, like seeing lesbian representation that wasn't comical. Mm. like the the mm. gay person on the show is not there for the comic relief like they actually have a story yeah. or a relationship like there were a lot of times right. that there was like a gay character who never had a partner 
Right. Right. <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. so being able to see like relationships, being able to see healthy relationships, because initially mm-hmm. when we started getting partners in, in media, then it was just drama. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. like mm-hmm. being able to to see like a variety of um, of relationships and with them being people of color, right? Um, because that was also another part, you know, another trailer on the train <laughs> of representation. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that. And then, too, just knowing that um, you can get married, right? Mm. So, if you so right? Because before, <laughs> like, it would be a joke. That huh? Does that change it? Like, yeah, because a lot of times, and I'm I'm just gonna say this, and I'll figure out like if if it needs to be cleaned up later, right? <laughs> People just be mad and read it. But like, <laughs> before we can have the whole ceremony and we can you know do all the thing and invite the people, but then the thing could be over and over the weekend. Like soon as you take your stuff out the house, then yeah. that's the, the divorce, right? Um, right, right. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. there was um, a certain perception of LGBT relationships and not in the validity of it, right? In the, the possibility no, of it being, yeah, of, it, of yeah. it being solid and being stable and being real when it didn't have that, um, that final layer to it. And I think because mm. there is that final, la- final layer there that is possible if you so choose, then I think that's another thing that um, young people now did not even have to think about. Like, it's always going to be there um, as a possibility Mm. for you. Whereas for, I'll say my first 10 years of dating women, like I just knew that that was not possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it, was, it was right along there where we can have a black president. Yeah, yeah sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was right, they were even mm-hmm. the same belief, like, not nah, ain't no way mm-hmm. in hell. But um, <clears throat> I agree, like, visibility was a big thing in media. Um, but another thing that I appreciate, and I think Rick can probably uh, attest to this too, um, when teaching in the schools, I started noticing that a lot more queer kids are able to be just that when they're actually kids mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. the, the the ability to just be a teenager who so happens to be queer but you mm-hmm. actually can be a teen be the full breadth of your all the stupidity that you're going to do as a teenager like do all that yeah. but you're not yeah. in the closet at that time so right the level i'm curious as time goes on with, with young people who are able to come out, I mean, at this point, as early as elementary school or whatever, yeah, you yeah. know, that as they grow into adults, what does that look like? When you're able to mm-hmm. just literally yeah. be yourself and take your... From so early. Self, yeah, yeah, for granted, like regular, average, straight-ass mm-hmm. kids do on the daily. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's almost like the equivalent of how oh, I can be a black teenager and just be a teenager. We still don't have that. Because <laughs> you're not yeah. seeing it so. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I appreciate the young, the, the way that young people are able to come out a lot earlier, um, mm-hmm. be braver a lot earlier, um, have mm-hmm. a lot 
more support systems to enable them to come out a lot earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, again, you know, not every family's perfect, not every community sure. is perfect. You still got the same issues that you did from 1942 in some communities, mm -hmm. but um, for the most part, the you know, the ability to see that your reflection on TV and in the streets and in your school and in your everyday is is a gift that I didn't see it coming, but once it came, I was so happy. You know, yeah. for all of us, but in particular for young yeah. people. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think like this conversation is like really helpful for me because I think, especially people who are around like money in my age, it's like like I think like your comment read about marriage is really important to put into perspective because I think a lot of especially like you know, mm -hmm. radicals are like, you know, fuck marriage. It's always been a garbage institution. Mm -hmm. It's always gonna be a garbage mm -hmm. institution. But I think having like hearing um, like queer folks who are older than me have that perspective. And mm -hmm. it, even in the way you talk about it, it's like marriage, you can get married if you so choose. Yeah. It's like, I never wanna give in to, you know, America loves to pretend that it's moving forward. It's always marching <laughs> toward progress. And that's not, you know, of course we know that that's a lie and that's a myth, but that is a fundamental different reality. It's an option right? and, it's like, and I feel like, yeah. you know, I think for like younger, like radical queers, it's, you know, I, I don't think that we mm -hmm. like, um, I don't value think that we that? hear that or yeah. value that yeah. from folks who are older than us. So I right. think that that's like a really important thing. I think we just have to remember that there's nothing more American than having options. Right. It's not an yeah. either or thing. The fact you got options. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. trust me, once you start traveling, I don't know how much traveling you ladies have done, but you know, once you start traveling, you realize that, oh shit, I got options, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it makes you, <laughs> it makes mm -hmm. you have a different Different perspective on what is home and what, even mm -hmm. though you know America take it, you know, it got its issues, definitely got its issues. But I'm saying, yeah. you know, and yeah. I think too, that's, that's being able to to choose not to is exactly sure. that's like, what I was that say. is the privilege, right? <laughs> and so right. before, exactly. when it was not an option, when the right, struggle right, was right. to be seen as human first yep. because yep. a lot of times people would say really like off the wall shit like oh next if you can marry a woman next you want to marry a horse right like just yeah. all kind of absolutely yeah. ridiculous stuff um but mm -hmm. being able to now be like fuck that i want to get married is is cool because before you couldn't just period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whether you want it or right. not. <laughs> period. Yeah. Yeah. And like this is so funny. It's so uh, random. But I work. So um, I'm in. I'm in one of the trades. So I work with a whole bunch of crusty old white dudes. <laughs> and then they were talking about uh, the show Modern Family. So mm -hmm. it's like you know. Yeah. I mean, it's upstate New York, but it's a lot like the South. And one of the uh, one of my uh, classmates, because we were in class, he was like, you know what? He's like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. He's like that. He's like those gay guys are Modern Family. He's like they're my fucking favorite. <laughs> and then and then other people in the class are like they're like yeah, those guys are fucking hilarious. They're like I love those gay guys. That gay family on that show. And I'm like, I know that they're terrible in so many other ways, but I'm like, like that's not nothing to hear like these yeah. crusty old white guys mm -hmm. be like, mm -hmm. hey, and it's like, that's to like your point. It's like, oh, like these Recognize people, them as a family. Like that's a family. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. no, they're not so different from these, blah, 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 yeah. you know. But, well, I mean, that's like, the whole point of visibility, right? And that's why I'm really like kind of mm -hmm. looking forward for y'all's generation, even those who are younger than y'all, 
to kind of take the realm with that as far as really pushing the envelope with visibility because the, the more that people who are quote unquote not like us see us, we both realize how much we are just like each mm-hmm. other for the yeah. most part. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really mm-hmm. where change happens. People literally see your humanity and just the mm-hmm. nuances of your everyday. But just one more thing on, 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 the, on, the, on the marriage thing, you know, um, you were saying that like, um, you know, you, your generation, you know, kind of like, you know, fuck marriage, yada, yada, yada. And, and like, I, I get that because I think when you're young, when you receive new information, you're also trying to define what information you can identify with and that you almost to whatever extent feel is unique to your generation. It's kind of like, a, um, mm-hmm. um, even though it's never unique, it's never, 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 never. <laughs> It's not, it's, ain't nothing new under the yeah. sun, baby. But <laughs> but it, it feels good to feel that way, though. But I think one of the things that maybe should be revisited by younger generations, and I'm saying to say this even to those who are younger than you guys, you know, mm-hmm. like never ever throw the baby out with the bathwater. Your mm-hmm. job is more to improve upon it, to push the yes. envelope. Because, yes. okay, cool, mm-hmm. we got the right to um, to marriage. That's all good. But it's really just kind of buying into a system that we can critique and unpack until the cows come home, right? Yeah. So we as queer people and having to live in certain kinds of relationships and face the world and all that, you know, mm-hmm. or just being able or being open to different kinds of relationships and relating to each other, you know, um, maybe now we can start suggesting different ways to look at marriage, different way to look at relationships, but suggest it, but also have a footing to suggest it. You know what I mean? Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, or be an example um, of it. And then we can see really our true impact, not just on ourselves as a community, but the larger community. Yes, yes. So, yeah. Like y'all was, oh, sorry, Red. No, I was just gonna say, like y'all was saying on your last episode about like not, not becoming the like cis hetero couples mm-hmm. like like look at us you know one of us is uh conforming to masculinity in a particular to particular way one of us is performing to femininity in a fem- in a particular way and now we're gonna get married and we're just gonna live this like hetero life but queer mm-hmm. you know just like like with a coat of queer paint over. <laughs> 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 yeah like like what it would actually look like to have and do queer relationships in public and be like, we don't, though we, nobody actually has to live by those rules. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I yeah. Because I think, no, I'm a, oh, go yeah, ahead. I was going to let you go ahead because you, you're a guest here. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm still bringing you a glass of water. Oh, you got no <laughs> we, we appreciate that. Um, and we just keep and I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, but, 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 okay, this all started when you asked us about a coming out process. Yeah. Um, and what do we feel? So well, my marriage point that I was gonna to... make is one thing that we forget okay. is that the biggest issue was not just marriage. The issues that were happening were that couples who have been together for 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. they bought a home together. Mm-hmm. They might've even like had children together or whatever that looks like. And somebody who they have not talked to for 12, 15 years, mm-hmm. if something happens to yeah. one of them and they're hospitalized or they, you know, they pass mm-hmm. on, can come and say, I, this is mine now, right? Take this yeah. baby out of yeah. here. This is my house. You gotta go like that kind of thing. And that nobody was able mm-hmm. to, and I won't say nobody, but people primarily were not able to protect 
their own families, their children, their spouses or partners or whatever, whatever that was legally at all. So if I don't have a relationship with yeah. my mother at all, my partner and I have been right. together for 20 years, my mother can come in and say, right. she got to get out of here. She makes me uncomfortable. And my partner's like, right, well, man, right. we don't even know you. <laughs> exactly. Where have you been the last 20 years to even get comfortable with <laughs> Right? But yeah, I don't know those her. kind of things were happening so often that that's yeah. more than just, I want to get married was the issue. Like people yeah, were, yeah. were suffering because they could not mm -hmm. um, have any of those legal um, protections that any other couple, even if they met in Vegas this weekend, could have immediately. Right, right, right. Mm, right. Say word. Yeah. Right. Going back to the material conditions, like what was actually happening to like to to people in their lives. That 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 perspective yes, yeah. is really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's hard to appreciate it if you either were too young to experience it or mm -hmm. witness it, or you just wasn't here. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And that, yeah. I mean that's but that's that's the case with every generation. You know what I mean? It's like you know I you know I didn't witness what was on going on in the sixties, fifties, and so forth, and well not for nothing the seventies. Well okay whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> you know but so you can't really connect with it with a certain way, but you can at least honor that it happened. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. And then how that, how that affects the world that you're living in. So you don't take what yeah. you have for granted. Right. You know, that's the only thing, like, don't take it for granted. You yeah. know what I mean? Where, and, yeah. and, and dismissing, dismissing what other people have been through or what other people choose for themselves based on what they've right, been right, through right. is a way of dismissing yeah. your own reality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's also important to me, like, why was this important to, like, black lesbians exactly, before me? Exactly. Like, there has to be something here if it was important to these people who share my identity. Right. Yeah. I think, too, like, yeah. seeing um, lesbian couples in my community who were already together, like, the first time I even, you know, crossed the, the threshold of a gay bar. They had been together 10, 12 years <laughs> by then. Um, but seeing them getting married legally mm -hmm. after all of those years of being together, that that was something, like, that was one of my aha moments. Like, mm -hmm. just how long they had been um, together without that, that, that safety net or the possibility or yeah. the comfort mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. the validation, right? That... Mm -hmm. That 20 mm -hmm. years now <laughs> becomes mm -hmm. almost real, right? right? <laughs> as, as odd as yeah. that, that sounds, yeah. whereas, you know, mm -hmm. so many other people, and I think that was a lot of the arguments. You see celebrities, they'd have met somebody and married them that weekend, and, and it was supposed to accept <laughs> that, right? That's real, that's valid, right. that's important, and that should be accepted. However, <laughs> our relationships were not seen in that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is making me also think about like how I don't know, like how y'all are aunties. Cause it's like that we we definitely have our moments where we feel like aunties. <laughs> um especially because I mean, we're not there yet. The, that's what are like, you guys are, like, over thirty or are you still in your twenties? No, I'm still in my twenties. I oh. just turned thirty. <laughs> no, no. Welcome. 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 <laughs> <laughs> to the next decade of your life. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, 
do you know when you actually an auntie? Besides, uh, of course, you know, now it's beyond nieces and nephews <laughs> and nibblings. But it's okay. Like, there's a certain way of being when you know you an auntie. So how y'all know? When you witness younger, younger people doing stupid shit and you feel compelled to say something. <laughs> They're not going to listen, but you're going to tell them anyway, because they, because they know everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. and, and anything that you have to say is, you know, is going to be taken with the grain of salt because you old and you can't possibly know. (laughs) And that's jarring. That's jarring. Cause trust me, as you get older, you don't really feel yourself getting older to you, to you, you still, I mean, not literally, but there's still a part of you that sees when you look in the mirror, you see the 20 something mm-hmm. person, or at least mm-hmm. the headspace. You yeah. know what I mean? So when someone first kind of dismiss, not dismiss, oh, okay, yeah, fuck it, dismisses you, or like, okay, 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 okay. You, or look mm-hmm. at you, looking you in a way like, oh, she don't know what the fuck she's talking about. She's too old. You're like, <gasps> <laughs> and, and then and then the audience, I'm like, motherfucker, come here, I'm gonna told you. That. <laughs> You know what I mean? You start feeling violent. I mean, like, because you're offended that someone is seeing you outside of how you see yourself. And you're like, well, how did I get here? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and then, you know what, actually, you know what it is for me, Rev, is when I, I think at some point I say, oh, my God. Like, you start saying stuff like, I sound just like my mother. (laughs) Oh, God, it's happening. It's here. Yeah, like, like, just, like, just, like, you know, my mother and, like, the people I consider aunties, the crack of my voice, how I laugh. Yeah, um, I know little little things. I was like, all right, yeah. fuck it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think about like Mama Cece and all of her people. When we would go mm-hmm. out to their events, they would call us the youth, and I was like, I'm 32 years old. I'm not the youth. I work with the youth, right? And I was like, however, I recognize now that everything that they were seeing me do. <laughs> at 32, they was like, oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. She gonna learn yeah. one day. She gonna learn one day. I was in this crazy relationship. They just waited it out. And when, when I was just like, I can't be with her anymore. They were like, yeah, we, we knew Barbara had a truck. We was just waiting for you to tell us to bring it on to the house. <laughs> <laughs> They showed me a tour that truck right up front so I could put all my stuff on it. <laughs> Every lesbian needs a friend yeah. with a truck. <laughs> on deck and ready. Yeah. That, is, yeah. that is so great. It's like, it's like the lesbian yeah. Batmobile. Yeah. That, that is so important. And that is the one thing that hasn't changed through the ages yeah. is that. That shit. That U-Haul shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a U-Hauler, definitely. I think, I think I've grown I, out of my U-Hauling. You, I've never known you to U-Haul. I've like, I've like, you, I'm you like minivan. You bit. minivan. <laughs> so, but like, I'm, I'm a U-Hauling ass bitch. No, I'm I, like, this is it. This is the love oh of my, my God. life. Money will see somebody in a coffee shop and be like, we're getting married mm-hmm. tomorrow. I see, I see the outfits. I see the children. Just, I see the house. It's just what I'm already what signing the mortgage. <laughs> and you know, so it's kind of interesting, like that aspect of queerness, or at least maybe it's more specific to women of color, queer women mm-hmm. of color. Um, you know, the boys do it every now and then, but I'm just saying it's more, it's more 
closely aligned with us. It's, it's so funny, as much as we, tr we attempt to push the envelope and say that we're breaking through whatever ideas of what relationships, like we're doing yeah. the thing, right? Um, yeah, we're, go um, we're doing the thing, um, but just what you described of, I imagine this, like that is as old school as you can get. We still were all mm -hmm. raised as kids watching the same bullshit right. programs, teaching us the exactly. same, You're still right. same damn things of what mm -hmm. we, what, what constitutes our happiness. And part yeah. of it is being queer, but in the, to an extent, not all of us, but some of us is also in the context of being a real ass motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, anyway, let's, let's, let's move on. So we yeah. have a couple, um, <laughs> so are we deciding, all right, so you guys have a letter from your people or from your audience and we have one. Oh, they, we doing that their letters were from them. I mean, their questions were from them. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. Hold on. Hold on. Then let me let me back. All right. So it's oh, um... I got so many more questions about relationships. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, this. You know what? I'm going to skip over this one letter read and go to actually the suggestion that this other. I'm not sure if it's a a a, a man or a woman. The name is can't really tell, but it says Sylvia, but it's spelled in a way that it can be unisex. Anyway, all that being said. Um, he or she, um, there was a question that he asked, he or she asked, um, that I thought would be good for us because honestly, it's a question that I'm curious about too. Um, mm -hmm. and basically it's like, how do you maintain, or it's attached to something I'm curious about. It says, how do you maintain and affirm, um, long distance friendship, not necessarily relationships, but friendships in real life without relying on social media? Mm -hmm. Ooh. Oh boy, that's a good question. Yeah. I want y'all to answer. I know what my answer is, but it's connected really to a, a follow-up question I have for y'all, but I'm curious to how you guys would answer that. Oof. How do we maintain long-distance friendships without social media? Um, I don't actually use social media to maintain relationships with like people who I'm like really close to, actually. Oh, I do. I don't. Marco Polo, Snapchat, Instagram. Uh-uh. See, I, I'm too old to be finagling around with all this technology. <laughs> Trying to press God the bless buttons you. on the who's it's oh. what's it's and tweets. And... Oh, so you are yeah, old soul? I, I can't be doing all that. Nikita been old since before she was born. That's true. But I just, like, it's, it's, it's actually, like, overwhelming to me. Like, I find social media, like, I don't actually feel like I'm meaningfully engaging. With people who I'm who I already have like a long-standing relationship with, there are people who I've met through social media, and even like our um, listeners, and I'm like, I can maintain that. But I actually find maintaining relationships um, in this like in in life in general to be like really really difficult. I feel like I'm always overwhelmed. There's all I'm mm -hmm. all always even though I'm trying now more and more to be less overcommitted. So it's like, I think what I've realized is that, I mean, it's like most other things in life, it requires discipline. So I'm like, if I want to prioritize these relationships, I'm realizing even if it's just like, uh, I just think about our good friend, Seth. We've mm -hmm. been playing like, you know, phone tag for a while, but it's like, okay, Saturday, seven o'clock, this is going to be our time to mm -hmm, talk. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think one of the things I'm realizing as an adult that sounds a little ridiculous is like, 
Like, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, I don't have my own family, even though, like, my friends are my family, but it's like, my mom would just be like, she would plan our vacations. I'm like, ain't nobody gonna plan my grown-ass vacation for me now. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like, I have to make an effort to go That's see people. That's what I was people. gonna say. I travel. And so it's like, I and I used people. to think that, like, it was like, oh my God, it's gonna be this long thing. But I'm like, no, like, I just saw my best friend who I love dearly, Diedrich. And it was like, it was a quick weekend trip. And we just had a wonderful time. And it was like, if you don't actually make the time to like carve out mm-hmm. seeing people or like keeping in touch with people, then those relationships are just gonna like wither away. So I think mm-hmm. that for me, it's just been just been planning and discipline. I think that's how that's how I've been able to do it, or I'm trying to do it as an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I usually plan stuff for us to like do together, whether yeah. it's like going to a concert together or we all going to this conference. Um, that's yeah, I just travel. That's how I do it outside of social media. Mm-hmm. It's like I have to see you, mm-hmm. you know, it's like and I got to yeah. be in your face. Same. Um, and so well, actually not not many people are too, too far. So within at least like a five hour drive, drive. in a car. Um, which ain't that bad for me. So. I, I'm, I'm over here. I know. Right. I don't know what you're thinking. I know, right? Come like they went from social media to getting on a plane. I'm like, bitch, pick up the phone. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and this is, and this is, and, I, and I'm not calling you a bitch, you know. But the, um, but it's it's it's, it's it's you know what I mean. I'm like, how did we skip? And this and this, I think, is probably the hallmark difference but say me, between me and red and anyone who's older than us generation and say maybe your generation anyone who's younger than you is this resistance to go from text or social media to literally dialing oh she, look at me literally i know right i'm a, Listen, I only have the language I was given. And I and we had dialers in my <laughs> if not in, in, in like offices when I was really, really young, there was still some dialers. But you know, we definitely you know, I ain't got I I'm I'm a friend of pushing some buttons. <laughs> I remember, hello, Red, and give me a high five. I remember knowing every single one of my family and phone friends' numbers phone by numbers heart. by <laughs> yes. heart. I think the last time I knew a phone number was like fifth grade. I was about to say, I was about yeah. 12 yeah. the last time I had you a had phone, phone book. Uh, like your own little phone book with everybody's numbers in it. And most people, if you called them often, you knew their phone number. And I think one thing that was coming up for me when you all were saying that, a lot of times our friends were people close to us right now you can have friends who are five hours away from you and still maintain those relationships because of social media because of the prevalence of being able to travel and those kind of things um because of the access to a car right (laughs) because we have all of these Mm -hmm. these things more readily now then we can can maintain Mm -hmm. those relationships in another way also when i was young i couldn't call nobody that was five hours away Cause that was a long distance call, and that call was going to be an extra charge. <laughs> so I'm talking to who I can hang out with in this city with the same wow. zip code. <laughs> I and forgot about long distance. I'm like remembering my mother yeah. calling me one time, like Hanifa, come here, <laughs> telephone, bill in hand. Like who this? Yeah. <laughs> who this? 
Could you call somebody in another zip My code? first time, yeah, right. my first time coming home from school, you know, like for Christmas break, and I was calling all my friends from college. Oh, my mother let me have it. I had to pay that bill myself. <laughs> I feel like the equivalent for our generation, like when I first, like when we first got our cell phone, it was like, oh girl, I gotta call you back after seven. After seven, yeah. That's what the minute. Yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. right. Good that's right. right. After seven. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. after nine. Yes. 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 I was I was after nine to like 10th grade. Yeah. I was like, girl, I can't talk right now. I gotta call you after nine. <laughs> you want my minute. <laughs> You know what? I forgot yeah. about that. You're right. I forgot when the cell phones first um, started coming out. You had to pay for they're a trying to milk us for every little bit. They... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when I started buying my own, because my mom used to only get me 350 minutes. <laughs> when I started buying my own and I got that 500 Ooh. minute card, Ooh, I, I thought I was... Somebody <laughs> tell me nothing when I know here. <laughs> yes. But 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 for real, but for real, and I've, I've said it a bit on the this, this show before, and and this is the, the the really the great mystery. I mean, shoot, they even got a couple of documentaries that came out around it as far as the resistance to actually get on the phone, like getting in front of each other, like okay, I'm going to hang out with my girls, my boys, whatever. Yeah. That's fine, you know. But even organizing mm-hmm. that is all text, you know. Also, like yeah, for instance, for instance, like you know, one thing I stopped doing. Like, I mean, I know I don't know if you guys are on Facebook at all, but you know how Facebook kind of t- reminds you when people's birthdays are and everything. So mm-hmm. what happens on your birthday? Everybody and their mom is like, happy birthday, girl. Happy Earth Day. Happy Born Day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just think it's such a frivolous way to engage with people. It's such an opportunity to actually pick up the freaking phone. And I can't tell you, sometimes I say, you know, let me call this motherfucker. And he's like, oh, shit. Right. Yo, so yeah. good. Yo, happy birthday to me. Thanks. So good to hear yeah. your voice. You know, and I think we're we getting we're getting, and I'm gonna say we, I mean all of us are getting used to not really engaging with each other in a particular way that's mm-hmm. so accessible to almost everyone. Because not everyone can travel, and everyone can go out to concerts, and everyone has a car. You know right. what I'm saying? Maybe everyone has a phone. You know, so that's the one thing you literally can do right. to get off a text, actually hear someone's voice and really, and hear the intonations in their voice. You know, mm-hmm. like even, I mean, mm-hmm. how many of your friends have have basically cried on social media, basically dropping mad hints, they going through shit. Yeah. And don't, yeah. <laughs> and nobody yeah. calls them. Just yeah. call them. That's the one thing they want somebody to do. You know what do. I really like to even do? The, I yeah. like to actually laugh out loud with my friends and not just type LOL while I'm still sitting here looking like this. Like, <laughs> I want to actually have All right. All right. I was just thinking about like podcasts and how I feel like this um something is happening here in our generation where mm. like pe- everybody is starting a podcast or people like listen to them and it is it's about voice it's about how we sound um even like listeners i feel like they think that they have a friendship with us cuz they hear mm. us they hear mm. our friendship they hear us talk to them yeah. every every other week um but it's also one directional like we don't get that back we don't hear their voices yeah um, you know, it would be it would be great to have like conversations, yeah. but it's not it, in the same way as like it's not a, a text isn't a phone call. Yeah, it's just 
Does that make sense? Yeah, like, no, it's just no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, me and Red, we had introduced this idea, and actually, Red, as soon as I, I put it on Instagram, I was like, man, I don't know if this is going to work with millennials or Gen I, what the fuck they're calling it, the other generation, <laughs> but <laughs> because we're basically asking them to do just what you guys are doing. Hmm. Connecting this, like to ad- ask us questions directly as if you're actually talking to your auntie, but right. I don't, you know, and I remember someone uh, replied, Ooh, the pressure. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. Yeah. Yeah. I would jump at the opportunity to get, I mean, I don't know what the equivalent is, maybe a radio host back in the days, like to get right. on, like you was trying mm-hmm. to call in to radio. <laughs> so you can. <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> you don't remember those days. I do remember those days. <laughs> she um, just turned 30 and thinks she auntie. Yeah, you're not. Calm down. I mean, I don't know. I think you want auntie to a teenager. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, we were... We were in the car yesterday uh, with some kids who we know through organizing. And they're like, what kind of music that y- are y'all going to be playing? And he's like, oh, he was talking to me. This, uh, I think he's like 12 or 13. He's like, I hope you don't play no music. He's like, you be playing that old-fashioned stuff that my grandma played. Because he was talking about Luther. Because <laughs> Nikita plays Luther Andros. <laughs> and I, I think Luther is fine for any occasion, any, any, any age. age. <laughs> <laughs> I guess See, I'm oh, well, well, yeah. well, but then here, we're here. Oh, well, you don't, you don't like Luther? Um, he's all right. <gasps> oh, she's I'm sorry. But I you just... have, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> you know better. She doesn't know better. You're not going to be able to listen to Luther until you have a Luther-inducing relationship. <laughs> When you ask him, to, when you climb in the stairs and turn the key and ask him something, they're still in love with me, then you know that. When you realize, when you realize, Miss U-Haul, when you realize that just moving to somebody, that's just a it house, a but home. that ain't a home yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that song gonna take a whole different meaning to you. <laughs> a chair is just a chair. You know? Okay. Thank you. Got it. A Luther and, and, and Luther, Luther, right? Luther exactly. That's when you start right. hearing lyrics that you never even heard before. You might have heard that song two thousand times, right? But this one time after this one relationship, all the words finally like make he, sense, and he was singing just for you. But you know what? You know what? I didn't grow up with with that music. Like my mom wasn't a soul funk like old school R&B, she, she wasn't. And so I didn't hear it. Even though I grew up in a house with like my grandma, my great grandma, sure. everybody was just, I, they just didn't play that music. And so I, how would I know it? Yeah, your mama probably you listened to, a- to <laughs> Curtis Blow. <laughs> cool, Bo <D. laughs> yes. That's exactly it. That's, yes. that's exactly what Miss Karen was like. My mom was like a hip hop yeah. head, like for real. Okay. And so, and that and that's good. So Leisha got a solid, you know, hip hop mm-hmm. education. You I know. Did. All right. So do you like Rock him? Uh, he's all right. Ooh. <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> I feel like I'm from Queens, so I have to say I like Rock him, but yeah, he's all right. Okay, so like so here, here's my thing. Here's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> here's my theory. So I get it. I get it. You know, every generation wants to claim their own. And rather, the music that's closest to you is usually the stuff you listen to when you was a teenager. 
right? Mm -hmm. And before mm -hmm. that, it's usually your parents' music. It's your childhood music. So it gives you joy and love. But the stuff that you own as a teenager, that's the shit you that cover until you're 60, 70 years old. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you ask an 80-year-old right now what their shit is, they're going to yeah. talk about stuff when they was 15, 16, 17 yeah. years that old. That is all right. Mm -hmm. Right? So exactly. now the only thing, or the only thing I'm feeling is slightly different, and, and I blame it on technology, not the alcohol, oh, yeah. but technology, <laughs> okay, is Definitely. even though... <laughs> Even though, you know, there's, you know, the music, even though I was not raised in the 60s, I was not raised in the 50s or none of that, mm -hmm. I can fuck with all of that. I can fuck mm -hmm. with all of that because, I mean, like, just like it's my shit. Like, I have moments where I'll go into my mother's teenage music, doo-wop music, and it's like, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's me and Frankie Lemon because I have really clear memories of my mother passing that baton to me. I have very yeah. clear memories of every Saturday, cannot touch the radios. We're going to put on WBGO. It's about oldies, but goodies, whatever, whatever. But, you know, me and her dancing in the house and going into her record collection before I had one of my own, mm -hmm. you know. So having access to music and being slowly shaped by my mother's and my father's, really mostly my mother's music as a kid, it's always going to be near and dear to me. So I would never, like, mm -hmm. shit on, I don't know, uh, uh, Aretha, Martha and the Vandells, whatever, you are, Sarah mm -hmm. Vaughn, like, that's like blasphemous. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't understand why, say, a young kid would want to diss Luther. Um, yeah. Like, why? I don't see the point. Yeah. It's like, there's no, where's the honor in that? Right. <laughs> you know? I don't diss Luther. Like, I, I'm actually, I think it's through my friendship with Nikita. Mm. And also because I, I love music so much that mm. I am really into, like, like finding the uh, the source of like where people are sampling Ooh, from. That's what I was. And about all of that, on all of that that's happening, like it quickly takes me back to the music that Nikita yeah. listens to. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, like you know, I feel like the the whole new R and B sound that isn't being considered R and B. I just think it's like this generation's like iteration of mm -hmm. R and B. Like like all those like source tracks or. Um, you know, even the little hooks that people say, they come from these old Ooh, songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. not, you know, not old, but throwbacks. Older, right? Older songs. They're older yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, they're I older think songs. The, yeah. the difference yeah. was headphones. Like, my mom listened to her music out loud in the house. So yeah. I heard her music in the house yeah. out loud. Um, I could only play out loud music that I could play around my mama. But once I got headphones, and I could go in my room and play the music that my mama didn't want me listening to. <laughs> and like nobody else heard what I was playing. I didn't hear what she was playing anymore. And so music became personal as opposed to communal. Like music, Whoa. like I heard my grandmother's music. I heard my mom's music. Like I heard everybody's music out loud. Um, as opposed to like, I knew when when Aretha Franklin came on, get your ass out the bed. It's time to clean the house. Right? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't have to yell it. She didn't See? have to blah blah blah. I knew once Aretha came on, what the deal was, and that was I was like the Pavlov dog, right? I'm just I'm already trained. When she opened that door, I'm already yeah. looking like I'm cleaning, right? Right. right. <laughs> 
me, I can so distinctly remember, like, for me, it was this song that Queen Latifah and, like, Moni Love did together. Ladies first. Yes. Whenever I would hear that song come on, I'm like, damn, it's how clean. <laughs> like, that was wow, what my that, mom Oh, my God. Like, that is so, that is so, like, hitting yeah. me right there. Because I know your mama. I know your mama. Like, <laughs> for me, it's like all the songs, all the old school songs that I love, it's like all the songs that my mom would play when she yeah. would take me to school. So it's like to mm-hmm. you to like Hanifa's mm-hmm. point that it's like it's all that stuff that I have a fondness for, and it was so funny because yeah. I remember because I mean like you were saying earlier, you know, you young, you think, you know, you the first to discover something, and I right. remember like my mom didn't listen to any like new music when um, when I was growing up, so like a song that was like sample something from her time, and like I knew she didn't listen to like any new music, so she would be like she would be humming. And sing along. I'm like, how you how you know this, mom? She's like, girl, she like this song was out before you was ever even thought of. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm like, well, let me go to the source. And then that's how, like, that's yeah. how I just, you know, I yeah. just, you know, loved old school like R and B. Yeah. I was trying yeah. to introduce my um my son to Goody Mob. <sighs> oh yeah. Because we were on a road trip. We were going to or from Atlanta, and but on his mm-hmm. road trips, he's with his grandparents. So they listen to Charlie Wilson, and he didn't know how to how to switch. Like he couldn't code switch between the experiences. If I'm on the road trip, I'm supposed to listen to Lucy. I'm supposed to listen to Ray. Like what's the I can't do it. Mama. I can't do it. <laughs> so I totally understand. <laughs> Yeah. All of those like early memories for me, it's all rap. Like I, when I was walking to school. Um, I was like trying to beatbox because of uh, oh. like Dougie mm-hmm. Fresh and um, like Biz Marquee and yeah, like uh, and that song Freaks, I'm gonna freaks, I'm gonna freak. <laughs> I, I always try to do that beat. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, but that just speaks to like music, you know, and this is across generations, music really is, it's it's not so much that you listen to, it's something you experience, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and preferably with other people, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so it's it's kind of like, and so it's interesting, like even when we're talking about this, like, okay, when you're talking about the headphones, Red, it's like, all right, so for, you know, younger generations or whatever, you know, it's mostly personal, but they, the way they share music is I don't know so what playlists and sharing yeah. online and you know mm-hmm. for me I'm for, you know okay here to answer your original question how do you know you're an auntie when you lost the ability to know what's new coming out oh like, I, I have no yeah. idea how y'all find out what's new coming out I and I and I be out. on Spotify and I find out eventually you know what I mean <laughs> but it feel like shit become like who the fuck like what, what, the, what the? you know I'll be at least three months behind. Yeah. I'm like, where do, how do you find out? Have you all heard of the silent party? I... Silent the party. The what? What? No. Silent, silent party. Oh, yeah. oh, oh I know. Yeah. Go to a party, put on headphones, yeah. and dance to their own music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that don't make sense. That don't make no motherfucking sense. No, that's some white sense. shit. That's some, tell me that's no. please. That no, not it's some not. Shit. We do it. have three settings blue yellow green and you can switch back and forth from dj to dj 
that are in that party. So what is a dance? What is a dance for? Look like a Charlie Brown cartoon. Like you might see somebody jamming real hard. You see their headphones are blue. You switching to blue. Like I gotta hear that, right? But you can both be dancing right next to each other with a completely different station on, right? Mm -hmm. Not even uh, having the same not, experience. Uh, yeah, but not. You know what I'm saying? not having the and same having it to at all. Yeah, I'm a total introvert, and that sounds like a total nightmare to me. I feel like when I do feel like going out, like I, that's the thing I love about like but about going out like. and like having like loud music. It's like the experience of like the music being loud and being like. But in we the don't crowd interact. We don't interact, and and I I get kind of frustrated. I mean, obviously on like the dating front of like going out and trying to meet people and yeah they just standing around on their phones. The phones i'm oh, like God. we've never done this before <laughs> but, but you know <laughs> i wish this was something stronger than rona because <laughs> no really but you know i was thinking about two years ago the 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 moment that i can remember that was a break from that which is such a, a black lesbian moment was when Young and May came out with, ooh. Mm -hmm. Like that was when everybody was interacting. Everybody knew word for word. And it just felt so special because it's like, this is a black lesbian mm -hmm. who made this possible. Mm -hmm. And like everybody is interacting mm -hmm. and like, sure. yeah, they hate, but they broke though, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but other than that, people just like stand around. Yeah, it's yeah. no interaction, even when you don't have on headphones. Yeah, and so is that. So, do you consider that a problem? Yes. Do you think you're I, alone with that though? Because, like, why is that the case? That's what I'm trying to get out. It's the, it's the, mm -hmm. the, the. There's a uh, something that's fallen off the cliff with us, and I'm saying us as black people, mm -hmm. <laughs> where we're not, where like you'll go out, you will put on clean underwear, mm -hmm. get, get, get nice. Yeah, and go yeah. out with your people or your girl or whatever, mm -hmm. and you don't engage with each other. Yeah, yeah. Why keep it on Netflix and call it a day? Like, why the fuck waste right. your money and go the fuck out then? Yeah, yeah. Especially you don't pay the cover to come in here and not. Yeah, I don't know, cause I'm an extreme like extrovert, mm. and so sometimes I think that that it's just like that part of me that like not everybody is on 10 like I am all the time. Yeah. Not everybody is as invested in community. Mm. Um, Cause mm. I, like, as we were talking, I was thinking part of like the friendship piece too is like, Nikita is one of my only like queer women of color friends. Like I have a lot of queer men of color Ooh. friends, but like, I don't really, yeah, I don't really have a lot of like black lesbian friends. You, the, you the, the most, <laughs> You're the most interaction with a black person that I have on like a day to day basis, yeah. you know? And so, so I don't know. I, all of this be going through my head as I stand there and watch everybody mm -hmm. not talk to each other. I would say do a, a social experiment. When the people get to the party, they get a, a number, like they got to check their phones like this coat check and see what they do mm -hmm. in that space. When they can't spend the whole time. Now, let me see, tell you what I've seen. I have seen people sit there with a blank face on their, like a completely blank face in the party. But then they take their phone out and then they hold it up and they go, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. And then they put it down mm -hmm. and then they go right back to looking stank. <laughs> so Snapchat yeah. is popping, mm -hmm. right? For that 20 seconds. And then they are not yeah. even in the party again. Mm 
So like make them mm-hmm. check the phone when I, they come in and then see if if they talk to each other. But that's real. But I mean, that's easier said than done. People have real anxiety when they don't have their phone. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Suffer real separation anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like a fidget object to people. I feel like yes. I have to put my Marxist hat on though right now because I feel like I think what has happened is, in like the past thirty to forty years, I think there's just been a total decimation of public space, mm. and so I think it's harder for people to. Um, there's harder free spaces where people can come together. And right. I think that there's no way to be. Together. And I think that like in like previous um, like periods, like I remember some article I found, I don't remember the name of the group, but there was this group of like black lesbians in Detroit in like the sixties and seventies that were like throw these house, house parties, parties like, yeah. all over the place. Wasn't it called like cherry pop? I think it might've been called that. <laughs> and so it was like, and so it was like- In Chicago, we had lesbians on the couch. And they said the cherry pop, and I said the lesbians on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and then the lesbians on the couch just blew it all up. Yeah, <laughs> right. And yeah, so, the government was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not uh-uh, on our watch. Not, people not ready for the lesbians on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all got coming up? You tell the people that. Oh well, we got coming up. So. We're back off our break. break yeah. So look out for our new episode that's going to be dropping on Thursday. Okay. Um, and um, uh, I, don't, I don't know if folks know, but this year, 2019, is the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall uh, Rebellion and, and riots, you mm-hmm. know, kicked off, you know, queer liberation. So we're going to be um, talking about that and trying to do things around that and Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we have coming up? Just being your general uh, bad bitches. That's really what. Well, that's what we're gonna be doing. Twenty nineteen. But if you have a question about life or love or or any of the things that are going on in your good gay life, and you don't have anybody that you want to talk to and you feel safe with, you can come to your gay aunties. You can email us at yourgayaunties at gmail or you can reach out to us on Instagram at uh, yourgayaunties. You can also support the podcast on Patreon slash your gay aunties. Um, that's a great way to make sure that we can keep the, the doors rolling or open or whatever you do with doors if you're trying to support them. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, we thank you both so much for joining yes. us. Thank y'all for having us. And y'all can find us everywhere at Queer Rock Pod. Queer Rock Pod yeah. yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Um, the Gmail is queerwalkpod at gmail.com. Yeah. So if y'all want to get in contact with us, please do. Support queer podcast, in particular black queer podcast, and even better women of color. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you all so much for listening today. I am Red Summer. And I am Anifa Walida. And we are your gay aunties. All right. Now, deuces. Thank you. <laughs>